0: What was the uh, when Fast and Furious came out? There was the motorcycle one. Torque. Torque. I saw
1: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. that I actually like
0: Torque quite Guys, a bit.
1: Why do we know that? <laughs> I don't, I just, are we, what are we doing with our lives? When well, that thing came out on Blu-ray like, again. Hey, I, I was
0: excited to buy that.
1: Hey, you know that motorcycle movie that's kind of like Fast and Furious? And we're like, yeah, Torque. Well, I'm they like, do, do we
0: motorcycle foo what? at the end of it. They're like fighting on motorcycles.
2: But the thing that Torque has or doesn't have, the Biker Boys has, is Kid Rock. So I think you need to go look at Biker Boys. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So I'm going to stick with Torque. I'm good.
2: Man, Biker Boys has got an amazing cast for what kind of movie it is. Oh, my God. (laughs) Never mind. I don't want to talk about it. We could talk about it for an hour about that cast.
0: Do we really need to go back and visit Biker Boys at some point?
1: (laughs) Uh, Did it bomb? Uh, Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Okay. uh, Larry Fishburne?
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. It's got an amazing cast. Orlando Jones?
0: Lisa Bonet, oh yeah, uh, oh oh yeah, we need to.
2: Ida uh, in there. Kid Rock,
0: oh my God, Tyson Beckford, Terrence Howard, <laughs> Kadeem it's Hardison.
2: Amazing.
1: Wow, we just, I
0: was
2: just I was just kind of browsing over it, and I'm like, wow, every one of these stars could carry a movie practically. So
1: Terrence Howard's character in that movie is named Choo Choo. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that sounds amazing.
0: How could this thing get a 36 on Metascore and a 4.6 on IMDb with this cast? know yeah doubt. we got it we got to revisit this one because yeah. this one definitely bombed <laughs> Hey, film fans. Welcome back to Not A Bomb Podcast, episode 120. Brad, uh, we're, we're going to talk about a film tonight that we actually brought up in an episode, I believe it was 90, episode 94. Is that right? Spartan? 94 Spartan. Yes. We had our good friend Sammy from The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema. Uh, th- this is an unusual episode because basically what had happened is we were talking about the cast in Spartan and uh, we come across this little film from 2003 called Biker Boys with a Z. And uh, we, we were just talking about this and instead of turning that into an hour long diversion, we're like, hey, just put this on the list and we'll come back to it. So 120, even episode I got to pick and uh, I, I really wanted to talk about this film and also bring our good friend Sammy back. Sammy, welcome back, another great episode. How are you doing this evening? <laughs> I I feel like this turned into a WWE
2: episode. (laughs)
1: Yeah, my God, that's Sammy's music.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I apologize. I was uh, acting silly. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, Now, listen, every time. Kid
1: Kid Rock the Poet. I'm going to paint the town red and paint your wife white, you know?
0: Yeah. You got to come with a the theme on song tunes, every so. time now. Every time we're expecting some kind of entrance music.
2: Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm I'm happy to be back. I really am. I was heartbroken that I couldn't be on the Chuck Still episode. I was supposed to be there. Some things came up, some work stuff I'm still kind of dealing with. But uh, I always am sad when I can't hang with uh, Brad and Troy, even though I did get to hang with Brad a little bit yesterday in person. Lucky. Yeah, it was a kids party, but uh you know, we had to teach the kids not to give fives instead of ones to the girls on the polls. But <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> These parties are you know, Oh my god.
0: You uh you know, we'll we'll uh we'll have a quick diversion. Um you were supposed to be on the Chuck Steele episode to share your mm-hmm. thoughts. Did just real quick do you do you want to share your thoughts with everybody because you were one of the original folks I reached out to? When yeah. I found this film, and I know you you bought the special edition Blu-ray, and that, it was a first time watch for you, right?
2: It is the best parody of '80s action films I think possibly ever made, and I, I and I like a few. Um, Fatal Instincts, the Carl Reiner has got a little bit of that, and then Loaded Weapon One has a has a few tasty moments. Uh, oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not a great film, but it has a few good moments. Um, but man, uh, Chuck Steele is pure through and through satire parody everything and and maybe one of the best looking animated films i, I think i've ever seen oh good wow so
0: thumbs up from you then everybody yeah, should go out you know, and watch this thing
2: mike more makes more needs to make more films
0: <laughs> i agree 100 percent. even live action i mean I, I checked out a couple um or his short that i think you find on youtube he has a youtube channel out there i i think he's a super talented filmmaker and storyteller yeah. um yeah. claymation looks beautiful but he's he's just got this sense of humor that I want to see more of on the screen.
2: That's what The, the hashtag should be Mike Mort, make more movies. There oh, we go. Yeah. Let's start that. I like
0: it. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to talk about a film that I let's be honest Question here. Mark, I don't think any of us at any point in our podcasting career would have thought that we would be talking about biker boys. Is, is that a fair statement?
1: Uh, <laughs> no. Cuz I no. forgot this movie existed. And then I remember the Fast and the Furious was a huge thing and so spin-off of that, not spin-off but like trying to copy the success of that, let's do it with motorcycles. And this is the one not called Torque, so it is biker boys. I th-
2: I think as, as a podcaster what you realize the longer you do this more you realize you're going to probably talk about movies you never thought you were going to talk about (laughs) i'm coming to that realization like (laughs) i
0: i I didn't know i i feel like i own everything i didn't own this one (laughs) wow yeah that's
1: saying something
0: uh it was not on my radar i mean i i'm a huge fan of torque i think we talked about that when we when we were back on episode 94 i will talk about that film you know all day long this one not in my radar whatsoever uh i i do have a quick question i mean this is this is all based on a culture that is tied to being in like an auto bike club something like that have have you guys ever been in something like that
1: i was in a fraternity i think that was the closest thing i've ever been to to this
2: okay uh no i was never anything i do like motorcycles for the record Mm -hmm. uh i just do not own one um because i'm fearful that uh my kids won't have a dad <laughs> okay that's fair i uh, mean they're awesome i i i'm, I'm not going to deny it I, I love motorcycles i loved some of the bike stuff in this film i'll, I'll say that but that's i had a moped once a yeah. honda spree um that was pretty exciting bikes when i was a kid i love yeah. bike trips bmxing all that stuff we're definitely of that generation right troy so oh yeah the BMX
0: dude that the whole 80s bmx um craze movies like rad i mean
2: yeah. so yeah, I've never been part of anything like that. I mean, I think I was part of a... Maybe it was a... I think it was just a gang. I think we just beat up an old lady once, but she was okay when we were done.
1: Okay. Well, I... Blood I, in, blood out. Yeah. Right?
0: I actually am a uh, part of a elite uh, car club, uh, since you? I'm a Jeep oh, owner. God. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's, That's right. Not yes. I had forgotten Here about it that. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> when, when you buy a real Jeep, Brad... <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. You're driving down the road and other Jeep owners, you know, they, they give you the Jeep wave. It's fantastic. They have all these uh Jeep events. It's a very very strong Jeep oriented community out here in Maryland as well. That's nice. Uh, but I, I can say honestly that that's uh that's a great feeling every day just driving down the road, you know, just getting away from other real Jeep owners. It's uh, uh nice. do
2: you guys uh, race for lattes?
0: Uh <laughs> <laughs> That's I can't tell you that, man. You go buy a Jeep, I'll open up all the secrets for our you. Secret um, our good friend Randy is also in the club as well. I'm I think he told me God. what, yeah, when, he, when, he, I, when I bought my Jeep, <laughs> the first <laughs> thing he did was call me and just go, look, this is what you have to do. And if you don't do it, then they're going to take it away from you. And he just gave me a very long speech. He, he actually left me a voicemail about it. Um, I'll send
2: you. I'll send you a patch in the mail. Yeah. As uh, if any. If any of our friends has uh, secret society memberships, it's Randy. <laughs> yes, that's. True. Oh,
1: he's in the Illuminati for sure.
0: I think he's in Scientology just for shits and giggles. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on top of. It.
0: Uh. Well, let's let's talk about. I, I I know Brad. You don't know what that's like. Um. Someday though. <sighs> someday. Man. You just you can't buy a Cherokee. I mean in. you're in you're not it's not a real jeep i apologize i don't make the rules
2: man
1: apparently not yeah i just i just i don't want to be i don't want to be in your club anyway it's all right that's stupid it's a stupid club he's gonna start his own
2: club he's gonna start his own club with a z (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. jeeps jeeps
0: (laughs) be out there with his other soccer moms (laughs) hey uh i'll hang out with that club yeah, we'll good looking soccer moms. Yeah. Out there, there you go. True. Well, Brad, uh, you you take us back in time and always talk about the release of a film. Let's go back to 2003 and and give us all the information about Biker Boys and uh, what happened to it when it uh, was released into the world.
1: Sure thing. Um, one thing when you can see a, a seal of a quality of a film is uh, when it comes out in January. So mm. this movie comes out January 31st, 2003. Yeah. With a reported budget of $24 million, its total domestic gross was $22 million. Internationally, not a huge hit. Makes $1.43 million for a grand total of $23.5 million. Wow. Um. Huh. Oh, go ahead. No, it's okay. <laughs> okay.
2: So internationally, it only makes a million dollars.
1: Yep, yep.
2: So either, either, so either they didn't really release it internationally or nobody internationally was. I have a hard time believing that some people internationally wouldn't be into those kind of bikes. But. Yeah. Maybe Canada. Um, Canada was where the million came from or something. Japan, maybe? Japan, yeah. maybe? Yeah, yeah
1: maybe. Uh, <clears throat> opening weekend, it opens number three with $10.1 million. Um, wow. Behind such films as The Recruit and Final Destination 2. Ah. Um, Mm. And then critically, Biker Boys sits at a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes with 94 reviews and a 54 with the audience. So audience sits much higher than the critics. um, And that's with over 50,000 reviews for Biker Boys.
0: 50,000 people have seen this film, which blows around.
1: And and rated it. Yeah. Um, Okay. Oh, we can make a movie. <laughs> I yes. think we can.
0: We can. Hey, we can make that Jeeps Jeeps. Sorry, movie. <laughs> I won't be in it. I know you won't. <laughs> God
1: damn it. Uh, Speaking of God damn it, uh, movie guide. It's the uh, Christian website that reviews films <clears throat> or its content. And boys, biker boys is on here. Um, oh, okay. wow!
2: That's that's crazy.
1: Let's get our guesses out. Troy, you're always right, so you go first. Well, being the USA, right? You're always wrong. No, no, I've
0: got a great track record with this. Um, I don't know. There, there's a lot of family values uh, in this film, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a negative one. I'm gonna say it's it's
2: not that bad. Yeah, I'm gonna go negative one as well because this definitely jumps on the family thing big time. Yeah.
1: Well, guys, it's a minus two. Oh, oh.
2: no. No. Language
1: moderate, violence moderate, sex light, nudity none. <clears throat> How's but that a you, negative 2?
2: I think he gets a whole negative point for kid rock being in it. I think this yep. is pos- a <laughs> posthumous review of some sort.
1: Yeah, but if he was in it now it would be like a plus 4 cuz you know, Oh,
2: but, yeah, that's true. Yeah, now he's yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yep.
1: He switched sides as they say. Yeah, um,
2: he, yeah he really has.
1: Pagan worldview with everyone living for motorcycles and pool halls, and decisions made from the emotion of the movement, oh, of the moment. Sorry, including <laughs> well, the other one worked too. <laughs> yeah, including <laughs> include much lying, moderately foul language with about eighteen mild or strong obscenities, violence includes a fist fight and a an knife fight, allusions to and talk of sex, but nothing illicit. Uh, no nudity, but female cleavage. There's a ton of female cleavage in this movie. Of, several, depi- several depictions of alcohol and smoking and lying, cheating, gang life, and poor family role models. <laughs> if that okay. wasn't enough, yeah. if that was not enough, Troy, I did something else. Oh, I went on Amazon.com and I looked at some of the reviews that people gave five stars to this movie for. And here are the people... They give Biker Boys five stars. <clears throat> Tracy, five stars for my son is the subject line. Get ready. And I'm reading this verbatim. Okay. I bought this for my son's funeral, as this was his favorite movie. It'll be placed in his cabinet with his ashes and all of his memorabilia. I believe that's supposed to be casket, but she wrote cabinet. So Biker Boys will be laying to rest with some individual.
0: Uh, He didn't die in like a motorcycle accident or anything. That would be.
2: I think he died in a woodworking
0: accident. (laughs) (laughs) That was
1: was, Uh, was a good dad
0: joke response.
1: Yep. Okay. Jackie. Subject line. Great service. Great. And that's all I'm going to say now. Like it or not. That's not as good as it gets with me. Don't ask me to say at least 20 or more if I choose not to get this is a free country not long, I see. <laughs> what? Okay. Again, these are the people that review Micro Boy's five stars. That one, deserves,
2: uh, that one deserves to die in a woodworking. I <laughs> Car-
1: Caroline E. Killings. Killings? Yeah. Hers is, the subject line is nice. This movie and the people that played their roles, they're not spelled correctly, were great. And I want to thank everyone that made the people laugh and smile.
0: Uh, okay. <clears throat> Next, yeah.
1: Rochelle Randall. I love this movie. Five stars. I love this movie. <laughs> I was wondering, will they make part two? Showing if, well, maybe I should not say the rest of this one. Okay, we're it's spoiler, so we'll we'll get to there later. Okay, Granddaddy of them all right here. Ugh, let me. And, and for some, context, make- Brad, correct me if
0: I'm wrong. The the aggregated sum. Of the review so when you go to amazon and it's based on a five-star system mm-hmm. what what is it average is it like oh, four it, and
1: a half or something yeah it's like 4.7
0: okay yeah it's it's high okay
1: good okay. all right <clears throat> okay warning on this one i'm reading it verbatim there's some language in here that i this
0: is not brad's views brad
1: anderson would not say okay but uh amazon customer would i liked everything about this movie i am a muscle car man myself but racing is racing this movie wasn't just about racing, though. The film had it all sarcastic. Derek Lee did a good job acting in this film. Lawrence Fishburne will always play his part well. Vanessa Bell Conway is very, 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 very sexy in this movie. Shelley Richardson will a- always be hot, regardless if she plays a lesbo part or not. Oh my God. Kid Rock, Lisa Bonet did a good job. In the few parts they played in the film. I think that people need to quit comparing it to Fast and the Furious. I like it, the Furious, or Too Furious to to be fast. I don't know, because I won't be mad if I wasted my money. Oh, I would be mad if I wasted my money on a four-cylinder rice rocket too.
2: (laughs) Oh oh my God.
1: Okay. That's those are the type of people that review. biker boys uh five stars
2: right <laughs> you know rice rocket was always a derogatory term yep it's only in the last five years that we've as a culture have a real
1: yeah. yep okay films oh. so, you could have seen january 2003
2: i bet i've seen all of these except we before, have so.
1: <laughs> just married
2: Ooh. oh oh okay I've, I've
1: seen that that's
0: ashton kutcher right and cameron yep. diaz
1: all right i believe is that one of theirs? Is that them? Or is that Brittany? Brittany Murphy. Britney okay. okay. Murphy. Okay. Okay. Got it. I think we talked about that during uh, My Boss's Daughter. Yeah. Um, let's, anyway. Okay. let yeah. Sorry. not bring that memory back up. up. Sorry. Sorry. A guy thing. Uh, Kangaroo Jack. Uh, <laughs> I must have not
0: have gone to the movies in January.
1: <laughs> yeah. A whale Rider. And yeah. the weekend that Biker Boys comes out is Final Destination 2, yeah. The Guru, and The Recruit. The Recruit made 101. Man, I huh. not remember yeah, that, it.
2: Uh, that's Al Pacino and Colin Farrell?
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. I remember seeing yes. that in the theater. I remember seeing The
2: Guru.
1: I saw that, yes. Yeah. Not The Love Guru. What,
2: what is The Guru? Why am I drawing a blank?
1: Oh. It's a comedy?
2: Yeah, I was thinking of The Love Guru.
1: Mm.
2: You might have yeah, been the that's... only
0: person that saw The Love Guru. Oh my goodness, no. This is uh, the one with Heather Graham... Marisa Tomei. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I haven't seen this one. No, you didn't. This looks that. terrible. But you
1: saw the love guru? What the hell is wrong with you?
0: Hey, hey. I didn't say I liked it. Said I <laughs> it's saw it. It's, it's a jeep thing. Yeah, yeah. it's a jeep <laughs> thing, Brad. You wouldn't get it.
1: <laughs> oh, and Troy, just because it's the next line. Uh opening February 4th, the video was Jackie Chin, Jin Y Cops.
0: Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh All right. it, real quick. So help me out. Biker Boys in two thousand three would have come out when the second Fast and Furious installment uh, hit. Right that that came out that summer. Too fast, too furious.
1: I believe that is correct. Too fast, too furious was two thousand three, but I believe it was in the summer. Yeah, it was June. June yeah, 6th. it was
0: it was later that year. So, um, so
1: obviously, Fast and Furious was a big hit, and they decided that. motorcycles
0: yep and torque was 2004 so you can't you can't underestimate i guess the influence that the fast and the furious franchise or even that first movie had i guess on hollywood or the film industry Mm -hmm. i I guess just real quick where do you guys sit with that franchise in general
1: with the fast and the furious
0: yeah because i mean if you think about it we've always had films um, even going back to the sixties and seventies with car culture, et cetera, fast and furious when it hit, um, I feel like it, it took that genre out of the drive in genre. Um, well, I, come to think of it, I mean, smoking the bandit would, mm-hmm. would fall into that category, right? So it's a huge hit. So I think America has always had a fascination with yeah. this genre and it ebbs and flows, but it feels like fast and furious when it hit, it, it was here to stay because all, but maybe one have made a, a buttload of money. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I liked the first one. It's, it's funny. You look back on that and they're stealing VCR TV combinations out of the back of semi trucks. And then now they're going to the goddamn moon. Um, but I think the series for me peaked at five, I think fast five is a great heist movie set in Brazil. And then I think after that, it, pretty much jumps the shark. It just gets way too bonkers. They're essentially superheroes. Vin Diesel seems to be, um, I don't, he seems like the most impossible person to work with. Um, <laughs> and so I just, I, I fast five for me. I like Tokyo drift as well. Um, but I think anything after that, I'm kind of iffy on, I watched that newest one when it came out and it was. That's what John Cena, bad. right? Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, that's I where I tapped out. I saw the trailer I and I it.
0: I couldn't do it. I bought it. I just haven't watched it yet. Of course, you did. yeah. Okay.
2: What, what about you? Sam? Um, I probably saw the first three and then walked away. I don't think I ever went back. Oh, okay. I I, I didn't. I wasn't interested in where they went with it. Uh, they went way too over the top with it when they started mixing CGI car stunts into it. I think the first one does a really good job of. There probably is some CGI in there, but it does a really good job of mostly practical effects. And I like, and I think part two does this too. I, I like the more practical car effects. I mean, those are the films I grew up with, right? So yeah, I like stunt drivers and that whole culture and everything. So those interested me more, but really like Brad said, once they kind of became superheroes and stuff, I mean, I understand why they're popular. I, I totally get it. Um, if I was 12 years old or whatever and couldn't drive yet, but couldn't wait to drive. It'd be amazing to watch people jump cars from building to building, but I just, uh, I, they never really appealed to me after that, after like part three. Yeah, so in, in this
0: franchise, you have to have a couple of ingredients, right? Uh, fast cars, fast motorcycles, and and really good stunt and, and work. And fast
1: women. Egg, egg, egg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, yes, that's that's a prerequisite as well, but... Really, enjoyment of some of these can be broken down into. Hey,
1: honey, shift my gears.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I knew, I knew it was going to be one of those. Um, So you got to have like good stunt work, right? Uh, CGI uh, really takes away from. I think even the stuff we grew up on, Sammy, like was it Hooper? I mean, Hal Needham. He he was my childhood. Cannonball Run. Uh, Smoking the band series, all that stuff. So you, you got to have the the car and bike um, element to it. The story usually is second to the stunt work. Is that fair in this genre? Yep. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe even third sometimes. Location, location. Um, actors and actresses will sell these, but do you think it's an important element of these of this genre?
1: The ensemble and the internationalists internationalism of the cast is big. I mean, say what you want about Vin Diesel and how smart he is. He knows when you put an international cast in these movies, they're going to be huge internationally.
2: Yeah, I think that's how they ended up getting The Rock in there as well because he's a huge international star. Um, I think one of the little things you don't talk about with these films, I think that's kind of important, though, is not only do they have these international casts, but they also have this sort of international fashion look. Like they're very pop oh, culture oriented. Yeah. That's that's and, true uh, of the it time. Sells, yeah, it's, sell, it's very of its time, right? I mean, these movies, those Fast and Furious movies, we're going to look back on them and be like, yikes! But <laughs> uh, and I'm not talking about the quality of the film. I'm just talking about the way they look. But um, for the time being, they are doing exactly what they're supposed to do, which is generate cash. So,
1: yeah, yeah, no, it's no, a, a good. And point. I think okay. and I think they're they're playing to the eighteen to thirty two demo really hard
0: yes well that i think that comes through especially in the music choices right in the soundtrack yep okay and we'll talk about that a little bit more so let, let's talk about the people that worked on this uh behind the scenes in front of the camera we'll start with the director reggie rock by the wood now i
1: think it's by the wood
0: nope it's by the wood it's b-y-t-h-e-w-o-o-d that's how you would say that by the wood
2: is he the one that made the cabinet
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> more the carpenter more I'm as,
0: jokes. I'm That's getting, what I came getting, here for. Carpentry jokes. I'm
2: getting as much mileage
0: out of that review That's as I good. can get. So uh, Reggie hasn't directed a ton in terms of films. He kind of moved over um into <laughs>
1: you don't say television really.
0: series and, and TV films. He's got dancing in September 2000, Biker Boys in 2003. This one's interesting, though. So when you, he kind of migrated over to television work, he did do a 30 for 30 in 2010 called One Night in Vegas. Um, I haven't seen that. Have you Have you guys watched that one? That's about uh, the Tyson
2: fight, right? I probably right? have. I think that's the one. Is that the one where the fight takes place? And I think it's Tupac and Biggie and all that stuff.
1: Yes. that's the. Is that the Tyson Holyfield
2: mm-hmm. with think fan, no.
1: fan Man and all that crazy yeah. stuff?
2: Yeah, It's pretty good. It's a pretty good one. Okay.
1: Yeah. September seventh, nineteen ninety six, when Shakur was murdered after attending the uh Tyson um Bruce Sheldon fight in Las Vegas. Sorry. It you, guys, you
2: guys uh you guys fans of the thirty for thirty film? I love thirty for thirty. Yeah.
0: I haven't I haven't I've watched a couple of them and I've liked the ones that I've seen. Uh I just need to go back and like dedicate my time to them.
2: Yeah. For the most part, they're pretty solid mm-hmm. overall. I've never really seen a terrible one. I don't know if you've ever seen a terrible one, Brad, but I've never I mean, there's maybe a couple that I didn't watch because I have no interest in the sport whatsoever, but, uh, for the most part, they're, they're pretty well done. Very well done. Yeah.
1: yeah. Even there was one on, uh, Greg Lamar, which, I mean, he, he's a bike rider and for the, for the tour de France. And even then I was like, Oh, this is fascinating. And I had could care less about riding a bike, but yeah,
2: there's one about fantasy baseball too. That's very good. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh the biker boys is
0: written by two gentlemen craig fernandez now not a lot of uh history here craig had did uh biker boys another film called from prada to nada in 2011 and i think he did an episode of a tv series called chuggington no that's not a beer drinking show i think it has <laughs> no, to do my son
1: it. watches chuggington it's about a train yeah. it's about yeah, a train my okay. son
2: used to watch Chuggington when he was little.
1: Chuggington. Chug, Chugging 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 Chug That sounds like a
2: fraternity song. Okay. It is. It does sound like that.
1: Hey, toots, chug on this. Hey, <laughs>
2: That's how that guy died. We put him in that cabinet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've also got uh Reggie had had part uh wrote part of the screenplay as well. Now here's where it gets interesting. So as a screenwriter, Reggie had worked on um, some TV series in the beginning, specifically one of my favorites, A Different World. I'm sure everybody remembers Dwayne Wayne from A Different World.
2: I remember that show. Yep. talking about a show that was very important to fashion and and, uh, hip hop at the time. Yep.
0: Uh, It was produced by Bill Cosby, too, I think, at the time. (laughs) Yeah, we're not going.
1: To Mike, do Mike Cosby is not very good. We've heard of <laughs> before, right. so I'm not going to do
0: it. It's okay because Bill Cosby's not that good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a he's a naughty boy. He, he's also had screenwriting credits for Get on the Bus, um, which is about Lisa, the Million Man March. Lisa
1: Bonet was in that show, yes, right? She was okay. mm-hmm. just to note.
0: And he also um, wrote a screenplay for Notorious in 2009 about Notorious B.I.G. Yeah,
1: okay, um, not, should have been better.
0: Should have been better. Okay. Yeah. So biker boys also gets another credit in the writing department. It was based on an article by Michael Googes called biker boys. Now it was originally published in the new times, um, LA, which I think is now a defunct uh, newspaper, but th- that's where the inception of this came from. So journalists actually followed the biker culture in California. And then, um, specifically Craig and Reggie started working on the screenplay and then, and then we get the film. Cinematography is by Greg Gardner, who I think his first credit was back in 1990 for a Tommy Chong film called Far Out Man. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I, saw, I saw that in a movie theater. I, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: it was a, it was a, it was a disappointment at it, the time. It
0: very much was. Yeah. Um, now about this time he, he was working pretty hard. He'd done a men in black two in 2002, big trouble in 2002, orange County in 2002. And he'd actually lensed two films in 2003. So Biker Boys and Elf, the, wow. the holiday film. Yeah. Whoa. There you go. So
1: next time you're at a party, you could say, hey, how was Biker Boys and Elf? How are they connected?
0: They're, the cinematographer is <laughs> the same.
1: Cinematographer.
2: Yeah. There you go. <laughs>
1: and they'll say, please, sir, will you leave me alone? <laughs>
2: yeah. Stop with your nerdy they'll, trivia. Yeah. yeah. They'll talk to their wife and say, please keep the kids away from that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's that
1: guy's uh, see Biker Boys.
0: Yeah. Now, the, the editing style in this is very much of its time as well. It's very kind of music video-ish, right? Uh-huh. And it's edited by Carolyn Ross and uh Taralyn A. Shropshire. So Carolyn worked on Starship Troopers, Stranger Than Fiction, and a film that I think might come up next year from 2002 called Ballistic X vs. Sever. We're, we're going to have to tackle that one. That title has come up way too many times um, in the last episodes for us to ignore. Taryn has worked on such classics as Embrace of the Vampire from 1995. Remember, remember that? Mm. Uh, Poison Ivy oh. 2 in, in 1996. Another. I remember both of those. <laughs> yeah. Another Nine and a Half Weeks, which I didn't know there was a sequel to Nine and a Half wow. Weeks. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, but also on Eve's Bayou, Love and Basketball. And just from this year, she was the uh, editor on The Woman King. So that I think oh, wow. that just came really? out in the theater last week, this week. Which I like believe that.
1: people were saying is pretty awesome. I heard it's yeah.
0: pretty good. I've
2: heard really good things about
0: The Woman King, yeah. Yeah. So be- before we talk about the cast, we got to talk about the soundtrack. <laughs> and Brad, you're going to have to help me out here. So the you know the soundtrack is great when Wikipedia says, hey, we're just giving it its own Wikipedia page on the internet. Mm-hmm. So um, you've got such... Songs as Ride performed by Redman featuring E3.
1: Yeah, I believe that's the in credit song.
0: The in credit song? Okay. Mm -hmm. We've got uh, Boom, the Crystal Method remix done by POD. All right. Uh, We did it again. Now, this one gets credited to Metallica, Ja Rule, and Swizz Beats.
1: Mm -hmm. Good job, Troy.
0: All right. Hey, it's going to go off the, the rails here in a minute. Uh, don't look back go off the hizzy i don't know what you just said but sure um don't look back by papa roach and nerd n-e-r-d what what does n-e-r-d stand for uh
1: no uh, one ever really dies
2: i think that's uh pharrell williams come from
1: Yeah, from pharrell nerd. williams yeah no one ever really die- yeah no one ever really dies
2: no one ever really
0: dies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we've got Ride Out by Swizz Beats featuring Cassidy. have no idea who those people mm-hmm.
1: are. He did uh, Hotel, I think, in Drinking My Two-Step. Don't you remember that song, Troy? Drinking My Two-Step? No. Okay. Is that a country song? No. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> uh,
0: Renegade <laughs> by J.R. Ewing. Don't no. know. Okay. Uh, oh, I know California, Moss Def. All right, there we go. Yeah. Uh, true Rider, Moet, and Loon. No that I don't
1: know.
0: Oh, I know this one. Get up. Uh, Kishia Cole. I, sure. Yeah. I know Keisha. her.
1: Yeah.
2: Is it Keisha Cole or Keisha, Keisha Cole?
0: Keisha yeah. Cole. Yeah. All right. Uh, no competition by Mystic. Big business. <laughs> it's it's Kiss, right? Jadakiss. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I see that name and I'm not going to, I'm like, I don't know how to pronounce it. Sure,
1: I will give you Seven million dollars. If you could tell me what group Jadakiss was in,
0: seven million dollars. You have seven million dollars.
1: <laughs> sure.
2: Now, now we know why he doesn't work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now, Brad. There is no chance in hell that I would know what group. I would say Salt and pepper. No, it was the Locks. The what?
1: The Locks. L O X. Locks.
0: Yeah, that sounds okay. We've got uh, some other ones to round it out. Non-Fixian, Michelle. I'm not even going to try that mm-hmm. one. David Ryan Harris, Slick Boys with a Z, featuring mm-hmm. Mr. Murder. Mm-hmm. Wow, and uh, <laughs> I love, I love. Out of all of this, the very last one just sounds like a normal name. David Ryan Harris.
1: Yeah, yeah. Singer songwriter David Ryan Harris.
0: Do either of you own this soundtrack? I, I do not. Okay. Did
1: uh, I do not?
2: I I was familiar with a few of the songs because it, it tried to go for like a Judgment Night kind of crossover thing. Okay. Um, so I was familiar with a few of them, although I I think it fails in that regard.
1: <clears throat> yeah, Judgment um, Night way better. Judgment yeah. Night.
0: I do know. I, I I believe I have that soundtrack. That yeah. movie's. You guys covered it on Gentleman's Guide. Yeah. And it's it's a great film. Has yeah, a great soundtrack the, too.
2: The. Uh, I, I remember some of these songs, but uh, watching the film, they didn't really I mean, they didn't really ring any bells too much. Maybe the Most deaf song did a little bit. Um
1: Can, can, can I just go ahead and, and get one of my main complaints out of the way now that we're talking about this? Yeah, go ahead. Where the hell is DMX? Where's DMX? We need DMX. It's, it's amazing. The Rough Riders song. that hit them needs to be in this goddamn movie.
2: Yeah. So I don't know if Troy's familiar with Rough Riders or not, Um but that's how I knew about this type of bike culture is from mm-hmm. actually from DMX. So yeah. and that article I had actually read that article. Oh, you did read it. Movie. Yeah, but I didn't know the movie was based on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's based
1: on that article. That's crazy. I didn't know that. I didn't know that until this week. Oh. And I think I think it would have been cool if DMX was on the soundtrack and he was the lead role. I think it would have been. Anyway, we'll get there.
0: Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about the people in front of the camera, the lead roles.
2: Um, now, this- now, now, before you start running off these names, let me yeah. say that for the record, yeah, for the record, regardless of the quality of this movie or not, mm-hmm. this cast is absolutely insane.
0: Yes. I. You know what? That is how we got to Biker Boys, because I do remember specifically yeah. in that episode... When we were talking about somebody.
1: Yeah, because Derek Luke was in Spartan. Correct. If so, fact, so we talked about Biker Boys.
0: Yes. And when you start reading that cast off, and I think you made the comment, Sammy, like all of these people could carry a film. Yeah. But they're all in this movie.
2: It's crazy. It's crazy watching it this time. I was like, wow, look at all of these people in this movie.
0: Yeah. Uh, We'll start with Lawrence Fishburne as Smoke. I, I love yeah. these character names, too. Um, we've talked about... uh. Lawrence with event horizon. Now what's crazy to me is biker boys comes out in 2003. Let's see. Event horizon was 97 matrix was 99. And then in 2003, he had biker boys. And then later that year, matrix reloaded, um, mystic river and matrix revolutions. So four films came out that year with him in it.
2: Wow. I forget. I need to go back and watch mystic river again because I forgot he was even in that film. Yeah.
1: Isn't his character name? I think it's Whitey. I think he plays Whitey in Mystic River. I'd figure man.
2: So I've been kind of circling that one lately. I don't know why. I think because the first time I saw it, I liked it, but I can barely remember anything about it. I mean, I I like the acting a lot.
0: Yeah, we can all agree that Lawrence Fishburne in any film, even even if he feels like he's phoning it in a little bit, there is a level of class that he brings to it. I I mean, I really think he's just one of the best modern
2: actors out there.
1: I'll agree. I think Moore's first story is amazing.
2: A Solid, heavy presence.
1: Completely wasted as Perry White in those Batman, Superman movies and all that stuff. Like that.
2: Yeah. yeah. I agree. Maybe arguably completely wasted as smoke. <laughs> 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 I'll,
0: I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll talk about We'll that. get there. We'll get there. Um, now, this is what spawned the reason why we're talking about it. Derek Luke, um, Antoine Fisher in 2002, Pieces of April in 2003, Piker Boys. The year after he ends up doing Spartan in two thousand four, and uh, I didn't know that he was in the notorious film. He plays Sean Puffy Combs in that mm-hmm. one as well.
1: Okay. I'm forgetting his probably his best role, uh, Friday Night Lights in two thousand four.
0: Yeah, uh, Booby Miles. List a list of shame for me. I actually have never Ooh. sat down to watch that film.
2: Oh yeah,
1: that's a good movie. He has some scenes in that. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it.
2: Okay. I tell you, I I he was. In, I saw the Antoine Fisher story, and I thought I wasn't going to like it. And he brought me to tears in that film. So I thought this guy going to be a huge star. Um, I mean, he's still working.
1: Yeah. I I kind of thought the same thing. I thought after that run he had in the early two thousands, I was like, mm-hmm. this guy's going to be a thing. He's gonna be big. Sadly, he's not. Well,
0: so let's go on to Megan Good as Tina. So. Lawrence Fishburne is smoke. He's, he's the leader of the main game. Derek Luke is kid. So he's starting a rival game mm-hmm. and kid's girlfriend is Tina played by Megan. Good. Now she looked awfully familiar to me. Her, her resume goes as far back as like 1991. Um, her film debut was in 1995 in the movie Friday as kid number two. She was also in one of the house party sequels, house party four down to the last minute. From 2001, which I keep yeah. forgetting there's like four sequels to that or three sequels. <laughs> um, Brick in 2005, Stomp the Yard. She's been in a Saw film. Do, you, do you, Sammy, you watched all of them. Do you remember which one she was in? She was in Saw 5. Yep, that's right. And uh, recently this year was in Day Shift. The, the The role I couldn't place her in exactly until I saw it was the Shazam films. So she was in the uh, 2019 Shazam, and she's gonna be in the next one that comes out. Darla, yeah, superhero Darla. So very attractive
2: lady, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she shows a lot of her cleavage here, but uh, I do think she, I, you know, for the record, I, I, there's a lot of good-looking people in this film. <laughs> Men and women, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to be equal here.
0: Yes, I, I agree with you.
1: No, there's some very sexy men in this movie, too. Don't yeah, get it there twisted.
0: Is. Yeah, and, and here we go. I mean, <laughs> Orlando Jones as Soul Train.
2: Yeah, when I think sexy, the
1: first <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I'm a fan of Orlando Jones. I, I think I think I started becoming a fan of him from that action comedy double take in 2001.
2: I think Orlando Jones is a very talented guy. I think he just became so synonymous with like 7-Up. Wasn't it 7-Up was he commercials with? and. Or was it seven up or was it him was it something else he did commercials for something
0: yeah I, I knew him in a lot of commercials I mean he he's a pretty prolific actor he's worked in a lot yeah. of stuff yeah, a lot of yeah. television yeah of
2: great yeah great eyes yeah then we
0: get uh, jaman Hansu I think Honsu, is how you yep. pronounce it as motherland. Yeah, he's um, a, little of, a
2: little out of place in this film, but that's okay.
0: A little, uh, I think people recognize it's him like from very
1: thespian actor, and then he's biker boys. <laughs> <voice. He's, laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, Amistad, Blood Diamonds, Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, he's got a great
2: resume too.
1: Gladiator,
2: Gladiator. Yeah. Yep, we get. He is he is an amazing looking actor. I mean, talk about a presence on screen. He's, he's intimidating. Like, yeah. He doesn't have to yeah. say anything. He's just intimidating. Yeah, he's got a great
1: look.
0: He do- Oh God, he does. He, he he's badass in my opinion. Like he, he just walks on screen.
1: Few, I think he's on fast seven, I believe maybe. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. The next one's super interesting. Uh, Lisa Bonet is Queenie. Now, if you look at her resume, it'll go from things like the Cosby show to angel heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, she's really pushed her range of acting and even the content that she's been in. Yeah. Um. Do you, do you guys like her as an actress? I've, I've always thought she was really good.
1: I she's always she- had a presence about her that I enjoy it. She's kind of got like this cool, like laid back vibe, but also can turn it to like intense or emotional at the same time. She's very, she's got a good range.
2: Yes. Yeah. She's like the cool hippie mom with the beads in every doorway. No, she, uh, I've always loved her. I loved her one on the Cosby show when I was growing up. I've always thought she was very attractive. I still think she's very attractive. I think
1: she's stunning. Yeah.
2: And, um, I like when she shows up in things, she's still she doesn't have a whole lot to do here, but um, she's very pretty and uh, easy on the eyeballs. Yeah. I, hey, she,
0: again, classes up um, any project that she's in because I think I think she just Brad nailed it. Her range is good. If you give her if you get her the right substance and give her the right part, she's going to run with it. So yeah, uh, her performance is a really raw performance. It, it is 100 percent. We get Brandon Fair as stuntman. I I think the only thing I remember on his resume was Final Destination in 2000. He's still working, doing a lot of TV.
2: Yeah, he does, he pops up and stuff all the time.
0: Yep. Uh, We get Lorenz Tate as Wood. Now, we've talked about him from uh, when we reviewed The Postman, because that came out in 1997. I I just, I always equate him to Menace to Society in 93. I mean, he's so good at that. Dead Presidents for me. Oh, Dead Presidents. That's another good one. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Rick Gonzalez is primo. So I was looking at his filmography and one thing kind of popped up back in 2001, I guess when he was getting a start, he was in crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles and his role was gangbanger. So I thought this was an interesting sidebar that, um, if you think about minority actors and actresses during most of Hollywood's history, probably even still today, having to start in those type of roles before being given anything of substance is kind of crazy to me.
1: Troy, he played Gangbanger twice.
0: Yeah. In two different
1: movies.
0: (laughs) Before, you know, just graduating to even a bit part of Biker Boys.
1: Yeah, and then he's like an old school. He's like a joke the whole time. They call him Spanish.
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, you just need to look at his filmography. He actually has one of the best bits in this film, I think. Yeah. he's one uh, bit in this film that I... There's a few bits in this film I will champion, and one of them is his. Okay. Yeah, it's just I think if you look at his filmography,
0: it's very interesting to kind of see what um, minority actors and actresses have to go through in order to just sort of make it within that town with these kind of parts.
2: He was in in The Rookie. I liked him in The Rookie with Dennis Quaid. Mm -hmm.
0: We got Kadeem Hardison as TJ, but every time I see Kadeem Hardison, I... I you ever you ever have that actor or actress they do a role and I mean they're just forever that forever that character for for me he's always Dwayne Wayne
2: yeah I mean he's got an eye patch in this but he's still Dwayne Dwayne yeah it's uh, Dwayne Wayne with an eye patch in a wheelchair, <laughs> in a wheelchair yeah. I mean it's the same character except he, he's got a. it's like it's like PG-13
0: Dwayne Wayne <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> Terrence Howard a young Terrence Howard as Choo Choo which I think you commented back on this uh, when we were talking in Spartan. Yep. Which which favorite Terrence Howard film, Brad? Mine? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. don't Mind's Hustle and Flow. Like that will. Yeah, I
1: like Hustle and Flow a lot. Uh, is it gonna be kind of be, be weird if I say Four Brothers? I kind of like Four Brothers a lot. No, that's good. I, oh, Terrence man. Howard's fantastic.
0: Hey, do you do you have a favorite Terrence Howard film? See
2: uh, I like him in Hustle flow a lot. I like him a whole lot in that. I think he's very desperate and very uh, kind of heartbreaking in that film. I like him in most things. Oddly, he plays a really good bad guy in uh, Big Mama's House. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which is not a great movie, but uh, he's pretty decent in it. i tell you a movie that nobody really talks about that he's in with Richard Gere that everybody should check out. It's called The, the Hunting Party. The Hunting Party. Okay. I recommend people check it out. It's about them two going over to like uh, Bosnia and their war journalist, and they're trying to shoot video and report there and stuff. It's it's an insane. It's 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 a very overlooked movie in my opinion. Okay, I would, I definitely add that to the list.
0: Heck yeah. Yep. Uh, we got Vanessa Bell Calloway. Now this is Anita Galloway in the film plays kid's mother. Mm-hmm. She got her start in soap operas on television. All my children. You might recognize her from, you know, Coming to America, some of the films. I mean, she's she's kind of bounced back and forth between TVs and movies. Yep.
2: She's a good-looking lady, too.
0: Yes, absolutely. We get Eric LaSalle as Slick Will, kid's father. He's in the film, what, about <laughs> first 10 minutes?
1: Yep.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, he ends up in the cabinet
0: pretty quick. He does. <laughs> um, all you got to know is this guy starred in one of the greatest films of the 80s, 1985's Rappin' as Ice. Yeah. <laughs> Love that film. Um, not coming uh,
1: to America, but rapping. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. No, once you do look, if rapping's on your resume, that's the only I thing can't. we're going to talk about at that point.
2: Yeah. Rapping does kind of own your resume at that point. It does. It does. And last,
0: but certainly not least, we have kid rock as dog. That's dog with two G's.
1: Well, of course it is.
0: Yes. So I didn't, I didn't know it had two G's until I saw it in the credits. Cause they don't pronounce, they don't like hit the G's longer. Even when they say it, it sounds like dog. But no, it's dog with two G's. Yeah. Kid Rock has been in a couple of films outside of this. Do you do you know the other two he was in?
1: Uh, oh God, I bet he's in some sort of Dinesh Joe, D'Souza movie or something. Joe Dirt, like I
2: that. know of Joe, Joe Dirt. Dirt. That's one. Yep, yeah, I know that one. Even though I've never seen Joe Dirt all the way through, I do think uh, the, the few tidbits I have seen of Joe Dirt have made me laugh a little bit. <laughs> it, I, uh, I I watched it hungover one day. And yeah, sure. and I did laugh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Osmosis it, it, Jones in two thousand one. I think I think he had a, lent a voice for that film as well. Most of the yeah. other stuff he shows up in, he shows up in as Kid Rock. But
2: yeah, yeah. Last thing he was in was a video by Bill Anderson called Waffle House Christmas. Oh boy,
0: Waffle House Christmas.
2: Well, you got to be from the south to understand.
0: <laughs> All right. A um, little bit on uh, production and development biker boys is loosely based on Manuel pokey Galloway, the president of valiant writers of Pasadena, California. Mm-hmm. Now that article was mainly them falling around uh, Manuel pokey Galloway. And that's, that's the basis of the article. Is that, mm-hmm. does I remember how, is that how you remember it? Sammy it was, yeah, okay. I
2: remember pokey Galloway.
0: Okay. Lawrence Fishburne, Derek Luke, Orlando you think he
1: got that nickname pokey pokey. You think you like to stab people?
2: Um, Maybe. But it could be uh, I mean there's a lot of jokes we can go with yeah. here, but uh, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down that road. Yeah, Brad, you you already used up all oh, our jokes is... at the beginning of the okay. <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm glad I found the line, guys. We have thanks. a
0: limit. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, where was I? Oh yeah, uh Lawrence Fishburn, Derek Luke, Orlando Jones, pretty much the entire cast, all the way down to Rick Gonzalez, Megan Good. They're all avid bikers in real life. And I, I thought this was interesting. Lawrence Fishburne belongs to a biker club called the Guggenheim Motorcycle Club. It's a group made up of millionaires and movie stars. There you go. Hollywood. Wow. And actual motorcycle clubs were on the set as technical advisors and performed some of the tricks and stunts in racing. Yeah. So here here were the gangs, uh, or excuse me, not gangs, the clubs. clubs um, yeah. They include the Valiant Riders, the Mighty the sets, Black Sabbath. Yeah, the Mighty Black Sabbath Motorcycle Club Nation, G-Zur Tribe, Rough Riders, Soul there's Brothers, rough riders. Total Package, Chosen Few MC, Rare Breed, Brothers of the Sun, Sisters of the Sun, Deuces, and
1: Black Sabbath New
0: Breed. I guess there were two Black Sabbath motorcycle
2: games. Yes, on. Uh, I guess one is the original Black Sabbath. Uh, and then, like you said, the other <laughs> Yeah, one of them
1: has Ozzy. The other one doesn't. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's terrible. Okay, keep going. No, that, that was it. I mean, there's...
0: It just—it's—it's it's interesting. article gets published. Fast and Furious is out there in, in the culture. Uh, Hollywood's trying to tap into that formula. We get this thing. Um, I'm—I am kind of surprised it bombed. Although movies that come out in January typically do. Yeah. It—it it just this—I don't know. It—it it feels like the timing was right. The cast was pretty good. Although I don't know. Outside of Lawrence Fishburne nobody else was really a major draw, right?
2: What well Kid Rock was pretty popular at this point. Um I'm not saying anything, you know, that will get people in seats or anything, but yeah, I guess so. I I, I don't know who wants to talk about this first. Um Well, we'll
0: we'll get there. How about we take a quick break? Okay. When we come back, I'm I've been dying to talk to you guys about this film since I watched it. Cause I know as soon as I was done, I just went on a cussing tirade in text without context. So, um, I, I need to, to get all of this out of my system. Uh, so when we come back, I'm really curious where you guys landed. Cause we usually share some of our thoughts on stuff we watched. I think we've been pretty radio silent on this. Is that, is that fair outside of my sense enhancers. Um.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We haven't talked about it much amongst the three of us. Okay. Well, let's
0: take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll share our thoughts on biker bullies.
2: The cup of whipped hot chocolate tastes great right now. Carnation's cocoa Supreme, the delicious hot chocolate drink with the light, delicate flavor. You like wouldn't a good hot cup taste good right now. Ask for a cup of whipped hot chocolate at our snack bar. Ron Howard steals a super stocker, pops the clutch, and tells the world to eat my dust. I got more speeding tickets than anybody else in the county. Ron Howard, the craziest driver in town, steals the fastest wheels in the state, and tears up the entire county. Eat My Dust, rated PG parental guidance.
0: Okay, and we're back, Sammy. I am going to start with you. uh This is a first-time watch for all of us. Is that is that right?
2: That is correct. Okay,
0: correct. I'm I'm curious. Lay lay it down. Where how did how did your viewing of Biker Boys go?
2: Well, I mean, so I was telling Brad yesterday that I and I was kind of I kind of text a little bit. Was a little ominous with the text. The first ten minutes that there's a there's a prelude to this whole story uh that involves the death of a character and um pretty graphic kind of death right pretty graphic death yeah. yeah and uh it kind of sets up the whole story and oddly i think if the movie would have kept that tone i think the movie could have been good because what's kind of fun about the opening is it's almost operatic in a weird way the the black knights when they pull up they do everything in sync uh, choreographed, and I thought, "Oh man, this is so ridiculous! I'm going to end up liking this." <laughs> uh, unfortunately, you only see a little bit more of that kind of stuff later on. But that, that, I mean, there really is some pomp and circumstance there. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on here in the opening in that first ten minutes. I like the camera stuff too. I like the way the camera would run through people playing basketball and go through a fence and and everything. I mean, it was kind of shoddy, but I, it was interesting. And I thought well, this is going to be better than i anticipated and then the death of a character happens a pretty graphic death like we said and it moves into the next stage of the film which is essentially a boys to men video which is really weird just just a weird funeral scene it just seems out of it doesn't even it's you know it's it's the biker viking funeral type deal and it just lord fishburns looks like he's masturbating his motorcycle i mean this looks <laughs> silly <laughs> And there's some silly stuff there. And I get it's supposed to be a heavy drama moment, but it doesn't really work. And from that point on, it just kind of, the best way I can describe this movie outside of a few funny bits is it's a, it's like a cold fish. It's just like a wet, dead, cold fish. It just kind of lays there <laughs> and it doesn't really do anything. There's a father son element here. And I think they're trying to go for some Shakespearean stuff. And I know that we're talking about biker boys and we're thinking, Oh God, he, he, Sammy's looking into this way too far. It's Shakespearean stuff, but no, it's all there, right? I mean, we find out in a plot twist later, some stuff involving involving fathers and sons. Um, It's supposed to up the stakes and everything, but it never really does. It never really feels like anything gets to the, the height we needed to get to, it never really feels like it gets heightened to that. And even though it tries very hard, I think, I think by the wood, as you say, Troy tries very hard to, mix some genre elements in there like uh he really takes the last uh, i guess 10 minutes or whatever and tries to turn it into a western and some of the stuff in between he's trying to do like a hip-hop film and maybe a drama film again this movie it's a mess it's 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 all over the place i don't really care about these characters and their families and stuff they just they're just not that interesting Fishburne seems like he moves on from the slick will death very quickly. Um it was 6 months later man. Well, yeah, I guess it was. It does say <laughs> 6 months later on the title card. But I mean, it just I don't know. I it, it just really you you sometimes watch a film and if if I if I came away from it with hatred, if I came away from it with dislike, there would at least be some type of response, but really the movie's just incredibly average. It's just not There's really nothing happening here. Like, I couldn't recommend it to anybody. Except for some of the bike stunts are kind of cool because they're insane. And uh, oddly, and this is going to be the boldest statement I make about this whole film. And and I I can't believe this happened. So I found out, I watched this film. I found out that Kid Rock got paid in Monster Energy Drink to do this movie. Do what? He got paid. (laughs) Rewind. Are you... He, he got, got paid in he got paid in energy drinks. Oh my god.
1: Uh, Is that true?
2: Uh, as far I, as I know that's true. Wow,
1: man. that that might be my favorite movie <laughs> trivia of all time.
2: Oh my god. Um here's the thing though. Kid Rock's not bad in this film. He's actually <laughs> one of the things I like the most about the movie. <laughs> but
0: hold on. <clears throat> Kid Rock in a dog collar is the the least intimidating thing on this planet. And he's look, trying to be intimidating. I mean...
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. He is not a good heavy. He is not that character. As a matter of fact, you could kind of look at it as, okay, he's the one... There's like two lone, quote-unquote, white characters here. Yeah. And both of them are... um <laughs> limp you know limp noodles is what they are they're dead wet fish yeah
0: they're dead fish kid kid yeah. Rock is the king of dead fish in this film though <laughs> yeah
2: but but I actually I mean for what he's supposed to do in this film I, I'm like I don't think he's I think he's only supposed to be intimidating in one spot and he kind of falls short there but I I think he I expected him to be obnoxious completely and thoroughly obnoxious and he's just kind of he looks like he kind of fits in and I was kind of surprised by all that now again I'm not giving him an award I'm just surprised.
0: You know, you say that, and I, I, I know where you're coming from. I mean, I think he's kind of a doofus. I mean, I like some of his earlier music, et cetera. But when you see Kid Rock uh, showing up in a film, you do expect that obnoxious attitude to transfer over. It's yeah. not here. I mean, he he is trying to play it cool, do some posturing. I, yeah. Ju- yeah. I just this, think this the posturing element. Kid Rock.
2: Yeah. yeah. So for those who don't know Kid Rock... Kid Rock hit the scene a long time ago as this hip hop guy with kind of dirty songs and stuff. He kind of came and,
1: and he was out of got, Detroit.
2: Yeah, he got a little bit of popularity with a song called "Yodeling in the Valley," uh, which was about yeah oral. Mm-hmm. You know, anyway, <laughs> yep and and people kind of like he's the next big thing, and then he completely disappeared. And then what happened was the new era of kind of like new metal came around and he saw an angle and whether you like him or hate him, you cannot deny this guy knows how to market himself to the right people and the right things. He does.
1: Apparently. I listened to way too much to devil without a cause. I yeah. did. I don't want to admit it, but I did. No, I hey, to look, say much. what you will.
0: That album's not bad. I mean, for yeah. what it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, I've read interviews with him. He has said he was never going to fail again. So he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's done with his career. He knows he jumps on these bandwagons and stuff and does. And and he's really, truly obnoxious right now. But and I'm not making any excuses for the guy. I, I don't really care about Kid Rock at all. But what I'm saying is I came out of this film. I, everybody in the movie I knew would do a good job. There's not a bad, really, honestly, there's not a bad performance in the film. Derek Luke, I think at times, is maybe going outside of what he can do for carrying the film but honestly the script is bad the acting is not I, I don't think anybody's bad in the film Kadeem Hardison's good Titus Welliver shows up for a little while he's good
0: I think he that's fair
2: yeah he would have been he would have been a better heavy to be honest with you even Tyson Beckford is is pretty good in his little role where he's just basically this boy toy mm-hmm. uh, Rick Gonzalez has that great moment at the diner where he tears and tells a story about riding home butt naked <laughs> uh, which I think is the best scene in the film uh, Lorenz Tate is, is always good. I don't, I, I, I've never been able to figure out how come Lorenz Tate is not a bigger star than he is. He, he he's, he's a really good actor. I mean, I always enjoy him when he pops up and stuff. Um, Brendan fair, even or, or fair or fair for, or I don't know how you say his name, but he's fine. He's fine. Orlando Jones is really good. Like Troy was talking about. I, I, I guess I just don't understand. I got to agree with what Troy's statement before the break was. I don't know that a movie like this costs $24 million. I don't know how this movie doesn't make at least $50 million. I mean, this looks like, and, I, and I'm not saying because of the quality. I'm saying because of the cast and what they're going for. This thing must have just been cursed from the get-go because this looks like one of the mid-tier budgeted films that you can make 10 or $15 million on. Yeah, and and it. I
0: really think the year it was le- released, not the month... But in terms of the timing, it struck at the at the right time.
2: Yeah, it should have been. I I don't think it should have been a big hit. A modest hit. Yeah, I'm 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 surprised it wasn't a little bit of a hit, like a especially with certain age groups and stuff. I'm kind of surprised by that, notwithstanding the quality of the film, because this film is it it's it's pretty bad. I mean, it it's not again. I can't say it's truly bad, because there's some elements, and I think it's the actors. And some of the film work, some of the choreography, some of the film work and stuff, I think is pretty good. But it's just, it's just, it's dead on arrival. Does that make sense? I mean, the movie's just, it's very limp. It's flaccid. It's flaccid, boys.
0: I totally, like, your reaction totally (laughs) makes sense to me. Totally makes sense.
2: Yeah, that's what it should have been called, the flaccid boys. The flaccid Boy. (laughs) Uh, but I mean, that, that's my initial thoughts. I mean, I I was kind of disappointed to be honest with you, because I was talking to Brad yesterday, like I said, and I thought the prelude was pretty solid. I was like, okay, it's wacky. It's Shakespearean. It's big. They're going for something here and they never go back to it. Really? They never really go back to it. Not in my opinion. They don't, they just kind of, it just looks like a goofy popcorn film the rest of the way through. Okay. And unfortunately it's an hour and 50 minutes long. So you got a hundred minutes of the bad to go with what I think is about 10 minutes of good in the beginning. So it comes
0: out, it comes out pretty strong in terms of what it's trying to do, but it it just never reaches that high from your perspective. Yeah.
2: I think it opens pretty strong. I just think it completely
0: falls apart. All right. What was, what was your reaction, Brad?
1: Yeah. I, I like that first 10 minutes. I feel like the opening sequence takes forever and we're going through credit after credit and you're seeing these names pop up. You're like, good God. Like, there's a name. There's a name. There's a name. Yeah. Um, I think my main problem in this film is Derek Luke's character, Kid, is a shithead. <laughs> and you don't like, you don't pull for him because he's a loose cannon. Like, we've all had that friend that's a loose cannon who, you know, okay, we're hanging out. We're hanging out with Kid tonight. We're probably going to get in a fight. Or something's going to happen and and shit's going to go down. Yeah. And then on the other side, you have Larry Fishburne, who's like not a good guy either. He's a womanizer. He's kind of this kingpin guy. So you're like, I don't know who's the good guy. Who's the bad guy? Who am I supposed to be pulling for? Uh Obviously it's kid, but I don't like kid. I don't like really anything he's doing. I think him and Trina together, is a black hole of chemistry. They have zero chemistry. Like when they're together, when he brings her flowers the first time, it's like watching like two fish just flop around on the ground outside the water. You're like, what are we even doing? Um, Mm. So I think that's like my big problem. Like you're following a character that you hate and it's not like an anti-hero sort of thing. It's just like, he just sucks as a character. And I like Derek Luke, like Booby miles. There are some scenes in that in Friday night lights where he pulls some emotion and he's really good. And even Booby miles as a character is really cocky and kind of hard to like, but at the end of it, you feel sorry for him and you do like him Um, here. I just can never start pulling for this guy. And again, I think if you put, like someone like DMX or like you put a, a rapper who who is an actor in this movie in a Derek Luke role, I think it's a bigger movie. You put DMX or somebody like Method Man that, that are actors who can
0: do this. So I have a question for you though. Is it is it the actor that's an issue? Or I can't remember if it's you or Sammy had said earlier, it might have been Sammy, that the script is the issue. So for you, you think it's the performance. Like it I think it's he both. He would have come the script off the Okay, But I
1: I, I think someone needed to have some sort of like, he's just missing that because it's, this thing is very hype Williams type music video mm-hmm. sort of deal. Um And I think if you have someone like DMX, maybe even like Sean Combs did like early, I mean, he's in monsters ball. He's actually halfway decent in that, like someone who fits that mold of, Hey, we're, we're making essentially a rap video, but we're doing it to you know biker boys and throwing in some Shakespeare as well. So I, I have a lot of problems. Derek Luke, his performance, the script is atrocious. Yeah, it's bad. I th- I think there's too many characters, mm. and and a lot of them just come and go, um, and you don't really know anything about seventy five percent of them, like. Lisa Bonet, I, I like her character, or I like her, but why she has no reason to be in this movie. Like the the Lawrence Fishburne character doesn't need another relationship with a different woman. But
2: Yeah, I mean that's all she's here for, right? She's just here yeah. to kind of hang on his arm.
1: Yeah, so I think <laughs> I think the thing is is this movie is too good to be so good it's bad, but yeah. not good enough to be watchable. If that makes any sense, like if it was worse, because all the actors levitate this up a grade, right? It's not an F movie. It's a D. So it's not so bad. It's good there because all the actors are too good to be in that sort of movie. But everything else about it keeps it from being like kind of watchable. Like, I don't think there's any reason why you should sit down and watch almost a two hour movie about a guy wanting to circumvent or not circumvent, but take the place of the guy who's kind of the leader of this group. And so the very least this, what this film should have is good, like motorcycle racing. It it is embarrassingly bad. It's pretty bad. They race down like straightaways and at times they're looking like they're going really fast and other times they're passing people and it looks like they're going, I don't know, seven miles an hour because people (laughs) are longing in their eye. You're like, this doesn't make any sense. Like the whole pacing of this is terrible. And say what you want, like with fast and furious, the Dom character and Brian character have a relationship and they work together. And for it, family, it works, right? It works for the film. It works for Fast and Furious. One of the reasons why Fast and Furious works is because of the interactions and the relationships with the characters. Here, you can see, hey, we're going to imitate that, but none of it works. And none of the action is good at all. Like, if you're going to make a motorcycle movie... Well, uh, well hold on. So, th- I,
0: I will dis. There are a couple of sequences that are a little impressive. Dude, when that motorcycle takes out that guy in the first 10 minutes, I think that's pretty damn impressive. <laughs> it's,
1: it's cool. It yeah. never like that. And something like that never really happens again. And yeah. again, like Sammy was saying that I think <laughs> I think you watch the first 10 minutes of this movie. You turn it off. Like once that guy dies, it's over because then. Yeah. The, the Derek Luke character is just an obnoxious, whiny little bitch the whole time. You're like, dude, <laughs> come on. Like, I get it. But but yeah, I, I just think the motorcycle stuff, like you're setting out to make a motorcycle movie. It's like we're going to make a baseball movie, but the baseball is going to be the worst part of the movie. The motorcycle stuff is so bad. Like, I Every time they started drag racing, I'm like, oh, this is going to they're just going to go in a straight line. And that's yeah.
2: that. Yeah, the only thing interesting about the drag racing scenes is the one where a kid hops in and does the crazy motorcycle stunt. Oh, at the beginning? Yeah, and the kind of uh the Lawrence Fishburne smoke vision. Oh, yeah, the gets like tunnel
1: vision. Yeah, tunnel vision.
2: it is interesting the
0: stuff that happens outside of the races is more interesting or the crashes. Um, even when kid crashes, I thought was kind of impressive. So yeah, that, the, the straight racing is probably not. But the tricks going on in the background, um, e- everything that's happening around the races with the motorcycles is is kind of interesting. At and least from a stunt Rough perspective.
1: They don't play Rough Riders Anthem in this. Way. I don't know why. <laughs> you yeah. set aside the licensing money to get Rough Riders Anthem and you're done. When they come out on the bridge, there's a part where his gang comes on the bridge the perfect time to play Rough Riders Anthem but no they played that Metallica "Jaw Rule song and you're like oh <laughs> this is terrible so yeah. I I honestly man like this is almost two hours long and it was a slog after that first ten minutes because yeah. it kind of sets the bar kind of high your expectations take a little jump I didn't have any expectations going into that Biker Boys is going to be any good and then you see like Terrence uh uh you see Choo Choo and all these like, characters. You're like, oh, okay, and then some guy literally takes a motorcycle to his dome. <laughs> it is killed, and then it never gets back to that. So it's, I think, this movie just gets way too serious. And it's called Biker Boys with a Z. You shouldn't be that serious.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to have a response more akin to, well, this is just terrible. I wanted to have a. A more like I say, a more visceral response, but really what I came away from is man, what a dud. So <laughs> You may have had the more visceral response. <laughs> <months, or> like. <laughs> yeah, just,
0: just to let everybody know behind the scenes, I watched this on a Saturday morning. I'm up, I'm yeah. having my coffee, I'm ready to go. Full night. Yeah, oh sleep.
2: yeah, we knew. We knew without even knowing what you were doing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh watch this thing. And I, I couldn't help it. I I was so angry. <laughs> I was just texting you guys, just words, right? So yeah,
2: most mostly of the shit, damn piss variety. Yeah. Um, so, because
0: <laughs> I was angry, so angry. So here's the thing, I'm gonna walk you through my viewing experience on this thing, just just to give you a sense of of what happened to me on Saturday morning. So, all right, I I understand it's a movie about underground bike racing culture. We've established that, right? I don't think any of us were expecting much from this thing. I mean that's a fair statement, right? Oh absolutely not. Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't either.
1: I and,
2: was expecting nothing from this. <laughs>
0: okay. And and the first 10 minutes might grab your attention, but I mean, I'm not really expecting much when I'm watching it. And the first 20 minutes kind of live up to those expectations where I'm like, okay, let let's just get through this. Keep going.
2: I, you know what? I'm gonna go I'm gonna say differently. I I I I'm not gonna say I wasn't expecting nothing. But like Torque, I was expecting at least something, something interesting.
1: And you're expecting yeah. some cheese too.
2: Yeah, and and I wanted some cheese. And I thought the beginning was even though I liked it, I thought it was kind of cheesy. Well, yeah. And I thought that dude is
1: murdered by a motorcycle. Yeah, everybody's
2: getting off their bikes in time, putting their kicks down in time. It's almost like a dance sequence. It's very Warriors-esque. So well. here,
0: here's why my expectations were what they were. Torque, you look at the cast of Torque, you go, okay, I'm getting cheesy action. When, when you look at the cast of this, you're like, I'm not getting torque. So my expectations were very much, I'm getting a soap opera drama with a fast and furious vibe, like the first one, right? Not the fast and furious 10, whatever they're on. So it was hitting my expectations from that perspective in the beginning. Uh, and, And I'll be honest for me, there really wasn't a lot of acting going on unless Lawrence Fishburne or Vanessa Bell Calloway are on the screen. I think those were the two best performances in the film everybody else is just posturing.
2: Yeah. I thought Orlando Jones was
0: pretty good. He's, he's okay. But most of his, he has a couple of moments, but most of his performance, I mean, everybody's just posturing and that's striking poses, trying to look really cool while they deliver their lines. Um, (laughs) And I wish
2: they would have had more. Do you remember that scene where Orlando Jones shows that he's a lawyer in real life? Yeah, yeah. like those little
0: elements or just uh, there's a couple of exchanges, like after the funeral when he's like, I could get out of here. And, you know, yeah,
2: I wish we would have seen more of that stuff. See what these guys do in their. Yeah, they're nine to fives. Yeah, they're nine to fives.
0: Yeah, because you pick up on that through the script that they don't just, you know, are, are in a biker club 24-7. It's uh, this makes up a part of their life, but they got full time jobs outside of that. Right, right, right. And then we talked about Kid Rock. I mean, I'm sorry when he shows up, you're like, is that is that dog collar? And then when his name is Dog. You're like, oh boy, um, he's he's posturing.
1: His, his group is called the Strays.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, just the least intimidating thing ever. And I I'm with you, Sammy. The the Cold Fish thing. It's just okay. I'm I'm getting through this. Little highlights of performances. I'm getting into it again. Lawrence Fishburne shows up. Uh, I do like the diner scene a lot. I I was laughing when they're doing the uh, motorcycle sanitation engineers uh, line, and all of a sudden Turbo comes out, and all the guys are like, "Are you kidding me?" Because you know it's it's scantily clad women, but you know they have some for the ladies, and this guy just walks out with a bucket, and the the guys' reactions are hilarious. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and then the, this dumb, stupid, dumb 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 plot twist happens dumb yes and and Lawrence and Vanessa are talking and and Lawrence is doing his thing okay
2: uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: and i'm sitting there and i'm like WTF like what what is going on here uh i i'm i'm telling myself this is a stupid biker film okay yeah. that plot twist happens dumb biker film and i'm like okay Troy don't do it And then shit, I'm like, son of a bitch, this is happening to me. And before I know it, the end of the film, I'm tearing up over this goddamn biker boys (laughs) (laughs) because of Lawrence (laughs) Fishburne. And I felt ashamed. I felt dirty.
1: You cried during biker boys. It
0: got to me, dude. Um, wow. I got, I, I, I thought got,
2: I thought Brad and our admission to liking Kid Rock's first album. Yeah. was bigger. Yeah, that, uh,
0: that was not the biggest revelation on tonight's episode. Dude, I'm I'm sitting there. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with my
2: eyes? <laughs> Since you made this admission, I'll admit, I like the second album as well. <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: I, I was so mad that the second half of that movie got, because I knew what was happening. It's this soap opera dramatic oh, twist and it and it's so cheesy. And then when you get this father-son ploy happening and you're going, okay, how's the story going to end now? And are these two characters going to reconcile? And oh my gosh, these two characters going up against each other. And the revelation and, and I started thinking about it, I'm like, okay, these guys, both of them, were total a-holes throughout the entire film. And when you get to the end of it and they both come to like this realization of what they have to do. Yeah, I, I, I teared up. I'm going to be totally honest. I, I don't know if there's something wrong with me or I'm broken. And, so, and, dude, I was so mad. That's why I was cussing. I'm like, this wow. movie is dumb. It's so and here, dumb.
2: And here I am thinking you're just mad because the movie's terrible.
0: No, I was so mad at myself because I'm like, how did this film get to me to where at the end of it, when Lawrence Fishburne is doing his little thing, it's, I blame Lawrence Fishburne. That man is such a good actor. That he can take uh, stuff like because i agree the script is terrible but my god he sells it and yeah. uh especially it's just it's Lawrence Fishburne the dude is magic um yeah. I, I don't know what it is but yeah i uh i was so mad i, I but dude it, it got to me it really got to me and uh wow that's a surprise yeah i i uh i i kind of enjoyed this thing
1: oh my what? god Troy. <laughs> What?
0: Yeah, I did. Oh man, I did. What my voice the went up. You I, I did.
1: <laughs> oh no. You know what? I think I quit.
0: <laughs>
1: I un- don't fucking believe. I don't
0: look, guys. I, I my body might be going through some changes. I don't know, but <laughs> there's something about oh, that. Man. It just so I can't disagree with anything that you have said. Mm-hmm. However. I actually think Brad's point about these characters of where they start and where they are during the middle of the film that sign sort of first, second act, you get to that third act and then what happens to him and that stupid plot twist, uh, at a soap opera level or, or, you know, just whatever you want to call it, it, it hit me and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm in now like that, that did up the ante for me. Like I really wasn't in it really didn't care. But as soon as this new piece of information comes on and everybody's fighting against that new piece of information, I'm like, OK, how how is it going to reconcile? So, yeah, I, I, uh, I, uh, I really underestimated the power of Lawrence Fishburne's acting, to be quite honest, which I, I will get, never do again.
1: Like I get like he is a great actor.
0: Yeah, he is so selling that. It's probably the greatest ever <laughs> selling. That is a strong. Oh, he sold the shit out of it, man.
1: Dude. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll admit
2: he sold it, but I, I'm sorry. For me, that just seems like one plot to plot, one plot tits, one plot <laughs> twist. <laughs> yeah. It just seems like it seems like it comes in out of left field. It feels it like it does.
0: It, but it's what it's what the movie
2: needed. You you, it, you talk
0: about it from well, a Shakespeare tragedy. I it it gave it I mean, that.
2: For you, it's like Kirk Gibson coming in for the Dodgers and hitting a home run. But for me <laughs> True. <laughs> it's for me, it's the total opposite of that. It's like a complete blown save. And yeah. uh, you know, a real oh man. Cause I at that point I'm like, come
1: on, seriously. I know I now was you're just saying playing
2: games with me. Honestly, I was, I was,
1: a... was kind of offended by it because yeah. I was like, oh, but, like It's because it's of, so the stereo stereo temperature temperature. of the thing. Yeah.
2: yeah, because of the placement of the thing. I don't understand. And again, I know I'm being maybe I'm not being silly. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say this, but I don't understand why she waits that long to tell Lawrence Fishburne that it's his son. Oh, but now, Spoil it. Jimmy's Christmas. <laughs> what if somebody what would, wanted to watch
0: Biker Boys and was somebody like,
2: "Somebody wants like, to watch Biker Boys except you. <laughs> 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 there's just no at that point in the movie it feels like they were like making the film and they were like we need we we got a we got a dud here and if we don't up the ante some we might not make our money back i don't try
1: they're (laughs) like hey i just watched
0: empire strikes back i've got an idea (laughs) no i so here's why i think it was a little bit more planned than that because of that sequence since we're all the spoilers are out there right yeah. So, so Brad, when you put notes out there, you're going to be like, Sammy spoils it at this point. Um, <laughs> but okay. Lawrence Fishburne is kid's son. There's a, there's a scene no where kid he, is.
1: Lawrence Fishburne's son. That would have been the twist.
2: <laughs> okay. Even uh, all, uh, I looked at the trivia. They're only like a uh, 13 years difference in age, but so it's, it's possible. Yeah.
0: Okay. There, there's a, there's an exchange between kid and his mom. And he asked the question if, if, his let's call stepfather now, right? If he were still alive, would you have told me? And she says, I don't know. I, I, she hasn't come to grips with that. And then she asks him that question, you know, if he were still alive, would you have wanted to know? And he gives the same response. I think that's the sequence for me that tied in the plot twist that gave it a little bit of legitimacy, even though I'm with you guys, when it happened, I'm like, are you serious? Are you kidding? Um, what the heck is going on? But now I'm interested. I don't know if I was interested in the fact that like, oh, all of a sudden this became a good movie. That's not what, that's not what happened. I I came to the conclusion that I was enjoying the film in the last five minutes of it when, you know, I'm like, what what's coming out of my eyeball right now? Cause that's stupid. Um, but th- there's, there's these sequences that happen from the twist that all of a sudden, they're showing some character development, and it's very ambiguous, gray, messy character development that I actually think is earned. Now, is the is the script good? No, because I don't think it's handled well, because mm-hmm. um, this thing has a lot of pacing issues. But I cannot sit here in good faith and tell you that, oh, this is a piece of garbage and everything else. Dude, it it got to me, um, now, that last it, part. It's,
1: it's impossible to separate a film from your personal life, all that stuff. Yeah, Would that have anything to do with the relationship with your father? Not that your father, like, there was a revelation that your dad wasn't your real dad. But, like, just, you know, <laughs> oh, fathers I, and son relationships in films seem to have an effect on you. Oh, also. absolutely.
0: I, I would be the first to say, if you want to, to get to my feels, anytime you have anything that has to do with a father-son, because I was so close with my father... Mm-hmm. Um, that is always going to get to me. And I know it's a cheap shot, I know it is. So, and I'll go one of two ways. If they use it and, and it doesn't have the payoff, I'll just go, okay, whatever. Um, but if they use it and for some way they can kind of bring some legitimacy to it, then I will probably, I, I would say, mark a film a little bit better than what most people will do because I like that aspect of it, and so I know one hundred percent Biker Boys is playing into to that aspect of my psyche, um, but yeah, I I think it earned it because there are some scenes that happen in the back end between those two, um, and also between him and his mother, and and like I said, I for me it just really comes down to those two performances. When when Lawrence Fishburne is uh, on screen, or Vanessa Bell Calloway, or if they're both on the screen talking to each other, I think this thing is uh, is just firing on all cylinders. See, See what it did there?
1: Mm, yeah. Wow. So <clears throat> I think this might be one of the worst edited films I've ever seen in my life. There's a scene, and you kind of brought it up. So they're talking and getting ready for this um, final drag race. And they're walking into a field, just kid and the, what's this? uh, Smoke. Just walking. Mm -hmm. Cut. They're getting on their bikes and racing. I'm like, wait, that was like, isn't the whole thing like you're supposed to establish where they're like, where they are and where they're going and all this stuff. Like some of the, the editing choices in this movie, like there's these hard cuts where it feels like there might be another like. 20 or 30 minutes that they had to cut it like this was like a two hour and 15 minute epic um because there's some jarring cuts and i just again editing is one of those things that you'll never notice if it's good well not most people will never notice if it's good it's when it's jarring and terrible is when you start to notice and here i was like taking notes like god that's a terrible it's it's got some sloppy i I don't like the editing sloppy yeah the
0: editing sequences when they're kind of on their rise to power Mm
1: -hmm. and you get
0: the montages and stuff i don't i don't like the things i don't like in this film are the montages there's a lot of stuff not to like in the film I and you guys have nailed a lot of it um but for me there's just enough here in terms of taking a fantastic cast And especially a few actors um, that take a very soap opera, you would say Shakespeare, I would say Days of Our Lives level story, and they elevate the shit out of it. And Lawrence Fishburne really elevates the shit out of it.
2: Yeah, for the record, I'm saying they're trying to yes. Shakespeare it up. Yeah. The, I, I think they fail, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, the end, the end result is uh, a Days of Our Lives special movie yeah. event. Um,
2: and, but- I, and I, you know, I will I agree with you that the acting uh, across the board, except for Derek Luke, which I agree with uh, Brad on that, because this is actually one of the few Derek Luke performances I've kind of been let down by. Um, but der- der- Derek Luke, even movie. on his bad
0: day, is probably better than than your, your average actor in my opinion
2: maybe maybe but I, I i don't know i just i couldn't buy the the final you know dad son moment i couldn't buy it i, I just couldn't buy. oh it. I, I i bought the t-shirt oh, i joined we, we the club
1: know, we know. um we know, not cry baby yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely dude
0: it got to me
2: I mean, I, 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 that's great. I mean, that is great that people have these kind of reactions and stuff. Uh, you really kind of threw me for a loop there, though. I thought you had to. I was reaction.
0: so mad. I'd spent all Saturday morning, like, I, I almost was like, "We're not doing this," because I am not going to go out there and tell people that Biker Boys made me tear up. That's, but it did. It really did.
2: That's crazy. I mean, we appreciate
1: your honesty, Troy. I mean, I.
2: I am the same way when it comes to father son stuff. I had a different relationship with my dad. It was terrible, but so that stuff really gets to me because I have a lot of regrets. Right. Yeah. But, um, this one, I don't, man, I don't know. Once, once they, that, that cat's out of the bag. Like I, I just, I don't know. There's something about the disconnect there that I just didn't care. And I, 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 I think they really set up a weirdly really weird like plot thing. They just kind of leave hanging out there with Kid Rock deciding to come along and offer his bike up to, to take down smoke. And that, that thread just hangs. I mean, it's just hanging there. Like you never see Kid Rock again after that.
1: Like a little stash hair on that little dirty Sanchez. He's got underneath. his nose.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's just, there's, and again, I, I know we're all saying the same things. I mean, yeah, some of the story omens got to Troy, but. I mean, this movie is just kind of a, it's just a big mess. It's just, it's, it's barely watchable. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a movie, no doubt, but I don't.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not a film. It's a I, movie. I disagree. I, can never,
2: I disagree. I, I, even with your comments, <laughs> I could never go back and watch this again. I could never do that. I, I, I
0: wouldn't mind watching it again. I
2: watched the first ten minutes again. Troy, really sour.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really wouldn't mind watching it again. Oh, man. Hey, I it, just to see Turbo. I guess I don't know. Um, but no, I,
1: I. Uh, well,
2: I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I think that's why I, I made that statement about Kid Rock earlier. There's a scene with him and Lawrence Fishburne, and Kid Rock holds his own with Lawrence Fishburne on the
1: bridge when they're yeah. kind of both leaning up against the bridge, and he's just yeah. like, yeah. I'm gonna yeah, take they, you down.
2: Yeah. yeah, they hold. They hold, he holds his own with him, and I was kind of stunned by that. I'm sitting there thinking, "Wow, Kid Rock is a weird looking guy. He's not intimidating looking at all." Like I agree with that statement, but for whatever reason, he holds his own with Lawrence Fishburne. What we, if-
0: I will say that when he threw his helmet and told him to go fetch, I'm like, "Wow, you actually sold that moment." Um, yeah, that that was good. But I, I guess I guess that's my analogy to the film. Kid Rock should be terrible in this film. Uh, yeah. Everything on paper. When you, if you were to actually read the script or something, this should be terrible. Yeah. Uh, but and when none it, of the acting is terrible. Yeah. When it comes together, and I don't know why, it's almost like when you're cooking and you get everything wrong when you're putting the <laughs> recipe together, but at some point you go, "This isn't too bad." I mean, this is <laughs> that that was my reaction to it. Wow.
2: That's a that's a stunner. Yeah, That's I was a,
0: uh... I look, gentlemen, <laughs> I I was in denial all Saturday. Uh I had to have a lot of beers. I examined where I was in life because I thought maybe something's going on with maybe I was having a mental breakdown. Um but uh... today I sat down, looked at my notes and I'm like, "Nope, I'm fine. This is uh this isn't a terrible film."
2: Yeah, I don't I I mean, I agree with you. I don't think it's a terrible film. But I think I think, I think that's I, the
1: problem. If it was I think terrible, it, I think it would be like a little bit more fun.
2: I think the difference is I think I and I think Brad probably agrees. I think it's a bad film. Oh, uh,
0: uh, I I don't think it's a bad film. Uh, I don't. Okay. Yeah, I
2: think it's a really bad. Film. <laughs>
0: I, I actually don't.
2: <laughs> I mean, Brad might be on the if it was go gold, silver, bronze. It, yeah, I, I can see where the ratings are going already. But yeah, I I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I Dude, I, I, I do wish I would have been there with you. Uh, watching that because then maybe I would have gotten. Oh to my God. Thank God. No.
0: Cause I had to walk up the stairs and tab everybody's cause I watch you know, movies in the morning. So I walk up and everybody's sitting there on the, on the couch and they're looking at me like <laughs> what happened? Because I'm, I'm wiping my eyes and stuff like that. I'm like nothing. I just really dusty downstairs. And I had to like rush up and take a shower real quick Uh, so that nobody but I had to even confess to them because they thought I was upset about something I'm like I'm upset that Lawrence Fishburne is that good of an actor
2: Mm. I mean yeah I I don't know what to say I I, I agree with you he's a very good actor
0: I'm afraid that Lawrence Fishburne could talk me into anything at this point like I I, I never want to meet him in person I never want to meet him in person because he would he would get me to do crazy stuff and I'd be like, well, Lawrence Fishburne said so. So
2: yeah, he would have you riding naked on a motorcycle.
0: I think he would, uh, with that voice and in his (laughs) acting, he could get
2: me there. I think little space between his front teeth. Oh man. Um, I, yeah, a little bit shocked, but no, I, I mean, I, again, this is what the great thing about movies is, right? Everybody gets a different reaction from them. Yep. Um,
1: Wow. Didn't see this one coming. I'm a little bit. I didn't either. Right I
2: didn't either, guys. I didn't either. But it won Perplexed. me over. Perplexed is the word. It won me over. You got me almost speechless. <laughs> I should have made another intro or something. Uh, well, any other
0: notes on uh, on Biker Boys?
2: I mean, I wish I had more to talk about. I just don't think there's that much to talk about with this movie. But clearly, uh, we found some things. And we found out some things. Yeah. We did. Uh, we've we've become closer we we have
0: uh (laughs) i feel comfortable admitting this to you guys yeah. I I, I and enjoyed
1: And the tens of people that listen to our show, the all yeah. eight people,
2: who <laughs> well, those eight people now know that you cried during Biker Boys and we like Kid Rock records.
0: <laughs> Shit, I'm never going to live this down. I know
1: this. this <laughs> I don't be, know what's more embarrassing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this might be the apex moment.
0: <laughs> we might have to hang it up. We're going to get canceled over me crying over Biker Boys, aren't we? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, I, I I don't think so. I I'd imagine there's somebody else out there who likes it.
0: Well, I would be curious if anybody has a story of, of a film that you didn't expect to get to you and you're so ashamed that it got to you, please let us know so that I don't feel like I'm on an island here.
2: I have movies like that. What Dreams May Come
0: is one of those. Oh, okay. See, that's one I just can't get into.
2: Yeah, it tears me up. I can't watch it. Yeah, all
0: right. You you admitting Tenny? right now, Brad, or are you just stoic and cool?
2: Oh, Brad's got some. You know he does.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I do. I I can't think of any right now. I'll okay. admit something later.
0: All right. Well, let's uh let's give our final uh I guess rating to this. I'm gonna start with you, Sammy. Biker Boys, is it uh is it a bomb?
2: It's a bomb. It's a bomb. It's a bomb through and through, man. This movie's not uh it's not good. It's uh it's very average at best. All right. During its best moments. It's uh yeah, it's average. It's okay. just it's a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> Brad,
0: i <laughs> I think you're going to side with Sammy on this. Is uh
1: I wholeheartedly agree with Sammy. I say it's a bomb. If you're curious, maybe watch the first 10 minutes. The cast is definitely worth the price of admission. But yeah. besides that, everything about this movie is a total mess. Uh, skip it for sure. But hey, it's got a great cast. So if you watch the first 10 minutes and you're like, yeah, maybe I'll stick it out. I wouldn't recommend it. But hey, do what you want.
0: All right, uh, I'm going on the far opposite end of the spectrum. Not that far. I, I, I couldn't. I don't even know how I would score this thing because i I think I'm still emotionally, verklemped over this. But it's not a bomb. Um, oh my
1: it's, god! It's
0: 100 percent not a bomb.
1: 100 percent not a bomb. Like, 100 percent not a bomb. Mouth.
2: Like on a GG TMC scale, it's like an eight out of ten for you.
0: Oh, what? no,
1: no, 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 not that
0: high. No, no, it's not eight out. That's crazy talk. If I if I were to score it, I'd I'd go like, okay, this is like a six, maybe six point two five, six and a half. Although
1: I'm giving this like a two and a half at top.
0: Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's I couldn't
2: go higher than a five.
0: Oh, no. See, for me, I'm not saying it is like the greatest biker film. Look, if you've if you've never seen Torque or Biker Boys, go watch Torque, in my opinion. It's a lot of fun.
2: Or any number. There's there's a ton of great biker films.
0: Yeah, there is. I mean, there, there's a whole history of that. Um, but I, for me, this one works, and I think it's because, as much of it being a mess and and everything else, uh, I I just I I really started to connect with it from the plot twist <laughs> on, and it it hooked me, dude. And my God, Lawrence Fishburne, <laughs> damn you, man. Um, oh. you're so I good. I think I
1: would rather watch Easy Rider 2, The ride back over this movie
0: see that's re- that's crazy talk now you're just it's being so silly. bad it's good you're being silly. Like, at least no i would watch biker crazy, boys again the
2: crazy thing is i don't think even Fishburne likes this movie that's how powerful his performance is for you oh he's he's so he, good he, he's he doesn't so good. like the title i think i read in the trivia that he talked to reggie by the way reggie by the wood his wife is actually the director of the woman king gina a prince by the wood oh wow oh. she did love and basketball a while back so she's uh She's a really okay. I like filmmaker. that movie a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really talented filmmaker, and I was looking at that while we were. I was like, wow, wow. What's and also, his name is- Something else when I was looking at it. Rick Roman Wall is the second is the second unit director here. And he does films with like Gerard uh, Gerard Butler now, like Angel Has Fallen. Uh, oh, okay. And stuff like that. So and he was a stuntman too. He did Hard Target and Forty Eight Hours. Worked for Walter Hill quite a bit. Oh, Hard Target, the uh, the greatest Jean Claude Van Damme movie ever. Yeah, that one you're right about, Troy.
0: I'm right about this one, too. You know what? You're going to go on the show in like six months and go, damn it. Troy was right. Biker Boys is a good film.
1: I can't wait for the announcement in like two weeks that Biker Boys is coming to Blu-ray because it always happens to us. Yeah, and I'm buying it. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Special edition, I hope. I hope it comes out on 4K. Oh, no.
2: Yeah. I'm not buying it. (laughs) Unless you do a commentary track for it. I'm not doing it. Oh, I'll do a commentary track. But you know,
1: (laughs) the last five minutes
2: of the commentary track is just
0: me sobbing. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my God, they hugged each other.
0: Yeah, it was, dude, you have no, it was like doing a walk of shame from my basement (laughs) to the bedroom, (laughs) knowing my wife and son were there (laughs) and having to witness me. Having some kind of breakdown downstairs. Oh, it was terrible.
2: Usually the other way around. The walk of shame from the bedroom to the basement. Hey! Hey! Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, we
0: got we got a little bit of feedback, Brad. Um, I'm going to start with this one because it okay. came it came in with the title for Troy's eyes only.
2: Oh. Yeah. So is it, is it heck, that's the, that, well that's the alternate title for yeah. of Micro Boys. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good oh. one. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're,
0: oh, that was good.
1: Wait. So it's for okay.
0: Okay. So yeah, I I I grabbed it. You never saw it. Here we go. Uh, it is from our good friend Chris Evans, the Chris Evans. Okay. So it says, "Troy, I've been searching the internet to find a Pulp Fiction trivia question that Brad won't know. Oh, so here goes.
1: Here's what we're doing. Okay.
0: Okay, you ready? Before Mia receives her adrenaline shot after her overdose. There is a shot of two board games on a table. What are they?
1: All right. You guys are going to think I'm ridiculous.
0: I already think I know. That. What,
1: I, I know what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's life and operation. Oh, my God. Yes. Damn. Th- here's here's why I know that there is like a. Why do you know that? Because I've seen it's been a few years, but I've seen a video that breaks down that whole sequence and in. in And they talk about why life and operation are there. And they talk about why uh, it's just but I know I know it's operation and life. So, well,
0: that's once again, I'm sorry, Chris, you couldn't stump him. If anybody thinks they can stump Brad on Quentin Tarantino trivia, please send it in. This is fantastic.
1: Specifically Pulp Fiction, because I've seen that movie a thousand times and I've seen.
0: I know I've been in your house where you quoted the entire film. It's crazy.
1: <laughs> I've seen all the all the stuff. Yes, I know Vincent is in the very first part of the movie. Forget it, you know, all that stuff. So yeah.
0: Well, if if anybody for this weekend uh is and, and by this weekend we're talking, let me see here, that would be September 30th, mm-hmm. uh, October first and October 2nd, the Mahoning Drive In, which is in uh Leighton PA, they are doing the Tarantino a go go. So Friday night. You can see Reservoir Dogs, Jackie Brown, and a secret third feature. Okay. On Saturday, you can see Death Proof and Glorious Bastards and a third uh, secret feature. I'm sorry. I I meant third secret feature on Friday as well. And then Sunday, they're just showing the Hateful Eight with uh, Spaghetti Western trailers.
1: Yeah, you you can skip Sunday.
0: Uh, yeah. So if you're in the area, you can go and I, they usually show original 35 millimeter prints of these things. So, um, the, uh, Mahoning drive-in out there is just gorgeous. Uh, it sits out in Layton. Um, I think we're going to go Saturday cause our whole house is a big Tarantino fan. So we'll probably go catch death proof and glorious bastards and you pay an extra 10 bucks and you can camp there too. It's kind of cool.
2: Yeah. Um, Pretty awesome. I keep meaning to try to get up there at some point.
0: Yeah, uh, we we got to do it during the season. So I have. I just
1: found the picture. There it is.
0: Oh, you're right. Yeah, it amazes me how much you know about that film. <laughs> One other piece of feedback I want to read. This one's interesting. Okay, so it is from probably, I think this is this piece of feedback comes from the youngest person that is written into us. Okay.
1: Oh my god! Please.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So Amelia, to, am Amelia, yeah, Amelia wrote in, I don't think she listens to the podcast, but okay. her father does. So, cause I, I know her father very well. Um, so Amelia wrote in and said, "Waterworld overall is a fantastic movie. I loved it. I watched it one day with my father, your Brisbane, which is true. He is, he is my Brisbane. And the next day I watched it again with my grandmother. I'd rate the movie a 9.5 out of 10. Pretty awesome. I've always loved adventure movies and love the water. Not a fan of drinking water though. tastes too plain Jane for me. I'm impressed (laughs) that they used little to no CGI or animation while filming the movie, all stunts and sets. My favorite scene is where Mariner throws the little girl Enola off the boat. What I assume mother says she can't swim, but she's swimming overall. Great movie. My new fave. There you go
1: drink more water well drink water it's it's good for you
0: yeah for one thing this is parenting done right let's let's agree to that and uh the other thing is i i know you guys are in the same boat i love that feeling when your kid finds like their new favorite film and it's one you didn't expect Mm. so i love the fact that amelia is she's (laughs) She's not taking in any kind of feedback or anything else from friends, the internet or something else, watches it on its own and all of a sudden falls in love with the film. I, I love it when kids do that. Um, that's like that. And that's my favorite thing of being a parent. When Cameron or angel find something that I either introduced them to um, or I didn't introduce them to. And they come up and they're like, Hey, have you seen this film? And you're like, well, yeah, that movie's, well, what did you think about it? And they're like, Oh, I loved it. Blah, 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 blah. So,
2: yeah, I mean, Never be ashamed of what you like, Absolutely. or what makes you cry. Yeah, and I know Amelia; she's she's a little yeah. genius too. So, um, unless uh, you're Troy and you like Biker Boys, but everybody else, don't never be ashamed of what you like. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of Biker Boys. No, I mean I, I always tell my son that I'm always like, don't listen to other people. Don't never. ever listen to other. I mean, I know I do a podcast where I talk about movies and stuff, and I'm telling you not to check out Biker Boys, but I'm telling you right now, don't listen to me. <laughs> i agree check it out if you want to check it out but <laughs> no um, listen to me because biker boys is good but you know people you just you discover things on your own that's the greatest thing about that stuff and sometimes you might not find it until 10 15 years later so that's always a great feeling oh, i agree i mean even at 49 i'm discovering films yeah so i mean it never goes away if you love it i i agree thousand percent um the, so we got a
0: lot of feedback just in thank yous from a bunch of people for introducing them to Chuck Steele Night of the Trampires in our interview with Mike Moore. So just want to do a quick shout out to everybody who reached out to us. Um, thank you for watching it. And I, I think, Brad, you got a lot of the same messages where people watched it and then turn around and bought it, mm-hmm. um, which was awesome to see. So thank you for everybody sending you know comments about that. Sammy, real quick, you guys uh, just celebrated 600 episodes, man.
1: Yay. Yay. Yeah. Good job.
0: Crazy. You, you want to give the l- listeners um, a little peek at what you guys
2: talked about for that big 600 episode? Uh, we talked about uh, Thriller, A Cruel Picture, uh, the very infamous uh, revenge thriller from, uh, where's that from? Is it Dutch? Is it uh what was that? I, I can't remember where it was from. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen it one yeah. time. Um yeah. Uh if you've ever seen it though, uh it's, it's infu- Swedish, Swedish. Yeah. Swedish. yeah, its influence is unbelievable on modern films. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, and we also talked about uh mirror or the mirror, uh Tarkovsky film. So it's a that's a Russian film and uh it's Tarkovsky and it's quite slow and quite challenging but quite rewarding if you give yourself some time to check it out. Awesome. Well, I I know everybody wrote in
0: and gave you a lot of praise for the 600 episodes. I don't
2: We didn't get a whole lot of we feedback's not as common as it used to be. People used to do it a lot more often, but it's okay. The people who did, we much we, we, you know, we're very appreciative.
0: Yeah, hey,
2: look, I, I think the greatest feedback
0: is if you take a step back and look at the community that, you know, the gentleman's guide to midnight yeah. cinema is and how many podcasts have been influenced specifically by you and will i mean brad and i are 1000 percent influenced by you too
2: yep uh, well, i think yeah it's one of the things i take pride in is so many people that used to call in and leave feedback and, and used to write and everything else and they all have podcasts nowadays so yeah it's pretty awesome <clears throat> yeah your your guys's influence is just unmatched in my opinion.
0: Um, and I can't think. I think, you enough Will, I think Will
1: said it. Like your your coaching tree is uh pretty, <laughs> yeah. pretty spectacular. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it's it's crazy. I mean, you you certainly have a legacy, uh, and you couldn't just know two finer guys than you two. Uh, and I'm 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 certainly ready for the next 600 to see what you guys come up with. But thank yeah, you because I, I know it takes me, a lot. Let's of time.
2: not make me cry. Let's not make me cry now. Come on. Man.
0: Hey, dude. I just I wanted. I don't know. If, you know. I, the only thing I have to say about it is just a big thank you because I know how much time and energy goes into it with you guys, especially yeah. with your work schedule and family schedule and the mm-hmm. fact that you have put yeah, out 600 episodes. I, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, texting. My, text, my texting schedule is quite heavy.
0: Yeah, but uh, no, thanks, man. I I appreciate those 600 episodes. No, thank what you. What a legacy. For sure, yeah. Uh, everybody,
2: keep doing, everybody keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Love
0: it. Well, uh, spooky season, right?
1: It is. Can we just announce all the movies that we're doing? Because a lot of people have been asking what we're doing for the month of October.
0: Yeah, we should say thank you to everybody who wrote in, too, because we pulled. Actually, um, we had a tough time, especially the three of us. I know sat one evening trying to find sequels that bombed, and that was near impossible. Yeah, uh, NBA- we, even got, we, we even got other people involved. Yeah, we we had got your
2: nephew involved. We have Randy involved. (laughs) Yeah, we
0: and our listeners had sent us um, some great feedback on it. So, Brad, you have the
1: selection, right? I do. I have I have the selections for the month. So we're starting off with Amityville 3D, and then we're going to Dominion, the prequel to The Exorcist.
2: Nice Uh,
1: American Werewolf in Paris. Sweet in in Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, three. Sweet, wow! Those are some films. <laughs> what a
0: I've seen all those. I, I have two.
1: No, actually, I've no. I've seen them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen them all.
0: Yep, I've, I've seen, seen a lot of them am in I, the theater too.
1: Am I on any of those shows? <laughs> you are. You're on. You're on Leatherface.
2: Oh, I'm on Leatherface. Okay,
1: you are. So I'm, right around,
2: I'm right around Halloween, huh? Yeah. yeah you're, yep. Oh, yep. nice. Yeah, yeah. Are, awesome. are we
0: still gonna do that special episode we were talking about for uh, that thing that's can, gonna be?
2: I mean, I'm down for it if you guys want to do it. I just don't know how we're gonna find the time to do it. We. I, don't know, we're oh, I wasn't even thinking about
0: that one. I was thinking about the <laughs> other one that's coming out this month that we all pre booked. That uh, you know what I'm talking about? That that other thing that's coming out that's that's coming out on Blu-ray for Halloween. That that one thing. <laughs> Okay, we'll talk later. <laughs> yeah,
2: you'll have to text it to me because I don't yeah. know what you're talking about right I'll, now. I'll I, I bet it. I do, but I just, I'm drawing. When I text
0: it to you, you'll be like, oh, yeah, we did, we did talk about that.
2: Uh, I'm open to any and all things.
0: <laughs> awesome. Uh, hey, let's real quick also talk about one of the themes that we're starting to prep for. It's many months away. We decided in 2023, we're not letting the wives program any shows because that was a disaster. <laughs> Uh, for them <laughs> making us watch that garbage. <laughs> so
1: what,
0: what what did we come up with instead, Brad?
1: Yeah, so Troy and myself and Sammy have a little bit of a bromance together. So we figured February we would celebrate all things bromance. Uh, and so nice. just for example, uh, what's already on the schedule for February is Tango and Cash. So you have that to look forward to. But we need to fill it out with three other movies. And so if you have a bomb that is a bromance movie, please throw it our way and we will add it to the list.
0: Awesome. And it, how do they get a hold of us to do that?
1: Yeah, that's notabombpod at gmail.com. You can also head to our website, notabombpodcast, hit the contact us button, or you can do Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff.
0: Awesome. Well, Sammy. Thank you once again for coming on to the show. It's always a blast to have you here. I cannot wait to uh, put you and Will's voice in my head um, in the next few days for episode 601.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's I, have a
1: this or, I have a this or that coming your way.
2: Nice. Le, Le Marginal is what we covered. The Outsider. Jean-Paul Belmondo. If you've never seen it, you really should. Especially if you're a Jackie Chan or a Tom Cruise fan. Oh, okay. So if so you're Troy... If you're Troy Troy and you have not seen this film, you should almost be ashamed of yourself. And I I, I can guarantee Troy will like it. Okay, well then. It's also uh, Henry Silva as well as in the film. So we're doing some Silva films this month.
0: Oh, that's right. For his passing. That's right. Yeah. No, I'll definitely check it out. I don't think I've ever seen it. So I'm excited now. Yeah. Kino's got a Blu-ray out there. Well, after (laughs) we get done recording, I guess I'm going to go hit the old purchase and then hear the wife yell at me. Um, Yeah. I heard that earlier today. There you go. Oh, vinegar uh, syndrome
1: took a lot of my money.
0: God, vinegar syndrome, all of it. They they had some drops. Burning Paradise oh, is coming out on Blu-ray. I'm so excited There's for that. Crazy stuff.
2: Yeah. Crazy stuff. I had to go. I had to go easy the first time, but I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs>
0: we're getting into that season where my bank account's going to be crying a little bit.
2: Yeah, but they're also getting into that season. Brad and I were kind of talking about this too about when all the sales really hit. So, yes. Yep. November, I know I'll be spending some coin. Need more shelving. No, but
0: she's not going to hear that. But uh, I need more crates. More crates. There you go. <laughs> uh, anything else, Brad?
1: No, I'm still a little bit shook to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs>
0: well, <clears throat> I don't.
1: Hey, like what you like, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad yeah. you enjoyed it.
0: So you know, I, I, I might just go stick it in and, and watch it again while I'm Wait, uh, what? laundry. Excuse me. You're talking
1: about biker boys. Again? Biker
2: boys. I'm going to stick biker boys in.
1: Hey. <laughs> your
2: reaction to this film is that if i could I'm frame, it in
1: a tailpipe <laughs> if i could freeze frame
2: eric LaSalle's face right before the bike hit that, uh that's my reaction, <laughs> he, to didn't reaction. he didn't blink he <laughs> didn't blink sammy he didn't blink at all neither did you when you submitted you liked it i didn't blink <laughs> like a psychopath <laughs> i
0: maybe i have some issues i don't know uh, I don't know if you're listening in the morning, the afternoon, or evening. Thank you for downloading the episode. I hope you're ready to play along in October for some spooky movies. All sequels that bombed, and man, I, I'm really excited to dive into the first one, the Amityville 3D. Uh, I haven't seen that in a long time. I, I Sammy, you saw that in the theater, right?
2: I I saw the first three Amityville films. How when? Did, well, I you know I saw Amityville the first one that in the drive because I think I was too young when it came out. Okay yeah cool. uh, i've seen the first i've seen all of those um wow yeah diminishing returns there yeah well
0: you're gonna hear us talk about it next week with a special guest so
2: yeah i know what that special guest is i'm very excited
0: yeah it's gonna, it's gonna be a fun episode I'm, I'm really excited too so check us out and uh we'll catch you next week
1: burn rubber not your soul
0: correct Troy's
2: wrong